Welcome to part four of my journey with fibromyalgia. Debilitating. So the fact that my memory started to go was really tough. The fibro fog when I first got sick was really, really tough. It's like I'd come back, there'd be journal entries in the sets of books I was doing. I have no memory of how they got there, what I did. So once I got my physical body back where I could sit in a chair after a couple, a year or two and went back to bookkeeping part-time, I struggled with the mental aspect of it. I also didn't find it easy any longer. So I had to be careful what type of clients I took on. So that's been a real big learning experience the last two years. There's clients I had to fire. Their anxiety and their stress and their complete um, inability to make their business accurate, I couldn't be in there fighting their fires all the time. That I just can't do that. So that kind of stuff brought on a lot of anxiety. And anxiety was nothing that I dealt with like other people do. I dealt with depression and most of it was sad, but not anxiety. Anxiety has come with my fibro. So I do things like sniff rosemary. There's always a bottle. There's one right here. You can, that's me banging the bottle. I sniff this two or three times every day when I'm working because it's a clinical fact that your memory improves 72% after inhaling rosemary. Now, do I feel like Superman all of a sudden after I sniff that? No. But I follow the medical advice and the clinical studies. I implement these things into my life and then I watch how things are for three months. And if all of a sudden I'm functioning better, I don't discount that. I've let some things slide away. Other things absolutely not. I do not let them leave my life. When I'm working in my office, my diffuser is always going. And one of the combos that works really well for me is lemon, basil, and cedarwood. I made it up. Because those are all things for cognitive stuff and mood enhancement. So speaking of mood, you've got to consciously do things that keep your mood lifted. Oils are great for that. I put a couple drops of lemon oil in water every morning before I start my day. They're the, and the bottles are where they're supposed to be. I do not go to a cupboard for this crap, guys. The lemon bottle is sitting beside the sink. The rosemary bottle is sitting on my monitor underneath on the little stand. The lavender oil is beside my bed. Okay, are you following me here? <laughs> you have to put things in place as well for your habits that make them easy. Habits are hard to create. But once you do things repetitively 10 or 20, 30 times, you've got to have it. You'll continue to do it. People think I'm odd because I travel and I did for years with my vice shakes. Like I don't go traveling and leave it to chance that I'm going to find food. One, I need to eat nutrient dense. Two, I'm a celiac. Do you know how, like, there's no such thing as fast food for me. It just does not exist for me at all. Restaurants are a tough thing. Also, restaurants are someplace I do not eat out, by the way. Bad fats, high sodium, too much sugar, too much crap, and I need that money for supplementation. So I love to cook. Maybe you don't. You guys got to decide where you want to spend money, where you want to spend your energies, but, but you have to decide, okay? I'm telling you my story so that you can see where I made choices. They, may, they don't have to be your choices. Please don't let them be your choices if they're not going to work for you. But I want you to be aware of the things that you might need to change. So that goes well. There was this drink that Vaisalis made called Nero. It was called Smart Energy, and they wouldn't let it into Canada, or Canadian government, because it, <laughs> get this, it didn't have enough caffeine to be called an energy drink, and Vaisalis wasn't willing to rebrand it. So in these kits, these weight loss kits that they used to sell, they would stick their Pro, which was an energy drink for working out in the gym, into the Canadian kits, because they wouldn't let Nero in. So I would get Nero out of the States. The reason I mentioned it, it has rhodiola in it, which is an amazing herb 
for cognitive ability. I was using it years before I got fibro with my job because of the stress. Stress was making things hard at work as, as for me. And it's got very little caffeine for an energy drink and my body could handle it. I didn't break out really like I can break out within 12 hours of having chocolate or coffee or things like that. Even, excuse me, high doses of ginseng set me off because it's really not the caffeine I'm allergic to. It is the chemical reaction of my body when the adrenal glands are affected and the, those hormones and um, the adrenals release. That's what affects my body, okay? And my body doesn't handle it well. So I've really had to become educated in that and learn my limits I used to do it for vanity's sake because I didn't want my skin all breaking out. Now I have to do it because I have a compromised immune system with fibromyalgia. I'm already a celiac, so I already have an autoimmune disorder. And I just can't keep breaking my body down. So when I talked about energy drinks earlier, you guys cannot be guzzling down high caffeine energy drinks. You cannot be running your adrenals into fatigue. You cannot be falsely elevating your energy levels because you're going to crash. So you need to find that line, okay? Now for me, Nero, I was able to get on Amazon.com for the last two years since we've lived here. A little bit cheaper than, I can still get it from the company Visalis, but I'd have to send it to a US box, create a US company, because you can't bring it into Canada, and pay full pull for it, and it's really costly, like two bucks a sleeve. Well, I was getting it for half that on Amazon, but whoever I was buying it for has ran out now. Darn, and I may have to look into it. Kind of a bummer. Speaking of just something else too, because now we're going to start talking about you know, all the things I use, Visalis also had a, a product called Vitify. Now, I'm, I'm say, using Visalis as an example because they were the company I dealt with. There are lots of products like this out there. Zango's out there, mangosteen juice, that stuff is amazing for inflammation. Uh, Young Living carries a product. What's it called? It's in a red jar. It's a super fruit product. I've been testing a company called Valentis the last uh, nine months. They have an immune booster that is full of all the highly uh, sought after antioxidant fruits. And usually when they're in that powder format, it means they freeze dried them. So you're getting them in, in the real food format, which is great. But you have to watch these companies to make sure you're dealing with companies with good quality products or ingredients and not a lot of fillers. So there's lots of good stuff out there. Find one that works for you. So I mentioned the Visalis, Vital, um, uh, <laughs> Vitify, because they brought that out and it's really costly. Like it's $4 a serving. It's just brutal. But I developed bursitis in my shoulder years ago. And when they brought the product out, I was taking two a day for a week and could fully rotate my shoulder a week later. It was like a freaking miracle. Well, they had this BOGO event, buy one, get one. And I bought four cases, $500 worth of Vitafy. I know that seems kind of bizarre, but it was really, really costly. I am still using the last of those products today. So when I say being well as expensive, guys, it is. I'm sorry. I use a lot of things that I take for granted that were already just on my shelf. So Vitafy is, you know, I don't have one every day if I don't need it. But when I travel, I definitely pack them because they're a nice alternative to having. By the way, they're delicious. And they have stevia in them, not sucralose. They were one of the first companies that came out with stevia in the Vitafy. My granddaughter likes a little bit in her water. She calls it grandma juice. She's been drinking it since she was about three. So now I've had to find a replacement for these products. I don't deal with this company anymore. Plus, I'm not willing to spend that kind of money on these products. But I had cases of them and they just lasted for forever. And I was so grateful. But yeah, I dropped $500. So the 
immune boost that that Valentis uses has a lot of the same ingredients. Doesn't taste quite as good, but I've started using it only because I can't let the grandma juice be gone because my granddaughter just thinks that's normal. Like she doesn't drink juice. Uh, we try and keep her fairly healthy, but she's not a juice drinker. She wasn't allowed it as a kid, so she never got used to it. Thank God. But grandma juice is what she's allowed to have besides water when she's here, and she doesn't drink milk. Well, I'm down to my last like four. Uh, no, nine actual boxes so it's of the last case, or I was thinking case. God, those got to last for a couple more years for her because they're, they're grandma juice. Anyway, sorry about that. So right now on my desk, I have a Nero going, but I have discovered that the energy drink from Valentis, half a one, I tolerate very well, uh, but I don't like the taste of it. It tastes like perfume, but it is a, quite a clean product and it works. It clears my mind beautifully. I can think, I'm cognitive, I can work for four to six hours on my bookkeeping, and I have energy. So when I say I'm high functioning, that does not mean that I've got myself to a point in life that I'm taking some magic pill or sniffing some magic oil that I wake up every day functioning. No. I wake up in the morning and decide to have a good day. Okay, it's mental. And then I look at my arsenal and say, what does my body need today to make sure that I'm having that day? And every day is different. I don't need my cannabis oil every night to sleep. But if I'm having any pain, I've just stopped being an idiot because if I don't take it, I'm awake at one o'clock in the morning taking it then. And now I haven't had a good night's sleep. I don't need my oils. um, Maybe the energy drinks every day. I may take them three times a week, but they're in my house and they're here. I use my oils. My husband's sick with a cold. I just don't want to catch that one. I catch it. I'm sick longer uh, because of my, our issues. So got down to the downstairs bedroom, put my thieves, which is a, a germy type oil that we, we make at Young Living. I put it down my throat, put it on the bottom of my feet, stick in my diffuser. I get on this crap, guys. Like I just don't sit around waiting for life to tell me how I'm going to feel. This morning... Definitely was a little stiff and yucky. In fact, I think I'm catching the cold, but I've been giving it a good bang for its fight for its bang for its buck for a few days here now. And hopefully I'll be okay. I had to get in my bathtub because I would not have got through this day. I was having one of those days, a day that I normally would have run right out and gone into the hot tub. But the hot tub's been down for a year now. Sometimes I stick four inches of as hot water as I can stand in the bath at night and soak my legs to stop that pulling and this cramping that happens above my knee and my right thigh. You know what? I don't sit around bitching about the cramping. I just get in the freaking hot water, put the essential oils on I need and carry on. When I travel, I don't travel any longer without juniper and cypress oil for circulation and water retention because I discovered when I traveled, uh, those things happen and my legs freak right out. Well, you know what? I travel and I make sure that I don't use those oils every day at home, but the second I got an airplane, my God, my legs the last couple years. So Cypress for circulation, Juniper is for um, water retention and kidney cleansing, okay? I just, a couple drops in my body lotion, on it goes, and I feel like a million bucks. Like, why would I suffer? Suffering sucks. Inflammation is something you need to deal with because in anybody, if you have joint issues and hands, hips, any feet, wear and tear on the joints that are inflamed is really bad for them, okay? So I handled a lot of my inflammation through my diet. 
Now I'm just gonna kind of get general here. I'm, I'm gonna talk about one more thing and then I'm just gonna carry on with these thoughts of, of products and stuff that I, things, disciplines that I use. We lived downstairs for two and a half years and I was like, okay, this was great. I got myself back on track. Started my podcast. It's been, I'll be coming up two years this June to my podcast. Life really changed for the better. It was great. But I struggled living in the basement. My office was lovely, but the rest of the basement, it's still a basement. It may be on the main level, but in the backyard, they dug down. So really it's an illusion. It's still a basement. It's still dark, not a lot of sunshine, and no open floor plan to entertaining. So I barely entertained. Other than my godchildren come to visit or someone just coming one-on-one, -on -one, I did no entertaining, almost none. I didn't have energy for that either, but I've been feeling better and more myself, and I've made a choice to move forward the last year, and I wanted to entertain again. I want to see my friends. It's what we're, Keith and I are kind of known for. Plus, he wasn't doing well. He's gained huge amounts of weight. He says he's okay in the basement, but he just sits and watches TV and eats junk food all night. So I wasn't really seeing him super happy down here either. So last spring, like I did when I sold the, put the house up for sale, I said, Keith, we're done. And I gave our renters their notice, gave them a good five months. They left early. That brought out a whole trauma of stuff that we had to deal with with my, um, with my health, which that, I bring that up because I'm going to tell you about another drug that I... Oh my God, there's just so much stuff now that we, now we need to open up into therapies. Our renter just, you know, you, you think, you think you're good to people and they'll act nice, but they don't necessarily. We never raised her rent, da-da-da, uh, and then when she, we gave her notice, she tried to move, she moved out early, didn't give us notice, and then tried to live here for free just because she could. She had already rented another place, but she just didn't feel like moving. Oh my goodness, I was so angry. Anyways, luckily the way she, where she thought the law was on her side, it wasn't. But, uh, but still, you still have to deal with all that. And, and you're in your own home with all these hard feelings and this person just taking advantage of you. It was gross. So my husband was just whole done with the whole renter situation. But those types of things bring on a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. So by the middle to end of summer last year, I was back in a lot of pain. Now, I need to back up here for you and talk about therapies. Went off the Cymbalta, moved into this house. Now I have this whole team of, of new people. One of the therapies I did for over a year was IV therapy. That's how we managed the pain for a long time. And I was a great candidate for it because I wasn't on all the drugs. So I've actually been a guinea pig for a number of things over the past four years because I'm not on a handful of Lyrica and Cymbalta and painkillers and antidepressants. And this, wow, I'm trying to think of the list. I have a cousin that just, she takes a fistful of stuff every day, but that's her choice and it's working for her. And after, you know, 20 years, she's finally gone back to work so that she is thrilled. But those, those are choices I wasn't willing to make. So my natural path suggested this IV therapy. It's called mannitol and it's like an, I think it's a sugar based something or another. And they use it for inflammation, it used to be for injection therapy. And they discovered that when they put it through an IV, that it can really help fibromyalgia and, and osteoporosis and arthritis patients. Now you have to do it quite close together and stretch out time until you don't go into flare. And that's how they know they have the right, right spacing. For me, I got it. It took me about four months and I, then I, I had to go once a month. It was like twice a week, then every second week and you know, whatever. Problem with that therapy is I'm needle phobic with tiny little deep veins. <laughs> so it was traumatic for me and it was very traumatic for my doctor. And at the end, he literally had the, um, 
Again with the machine with the, that we see the babies in. The ultrasound, thank you. He was literally had an ultrasound machine out a couple of times on my arms trying to literally find a vein. Because I try not to, but my anxiety, your veins shut down. So I would get in the hot tub in the morning. I'd run over for my IV, put a heating pad on my arm. Oh my gosh. But the nice thing was for $99 a month, I didn't have to be on any drugs. And this worked for well over a year until literally we just couldn't deal with the vein issues anymore. They were trying to go in the back of my hand. Then some new research came up with a drug called LDN. LDN is low dose naltroxone. And it was discovered, I don't know, the 60s, 70s, in higher doses, it's an opiate blocker. But what they discovered in the 80s was that in very small doses, and they tripped over it by accident, it helped people with autoimmune disorders. So when we realized that we might have to find some alternatives for the IV, he put me on LDN. Well, do you know what? I did okay with that for a long time. I was on that for well over a year. I am still on it and I have gone off it once or twice because I wasn't really sure at one point whether it was helping. I was, kid, you know what? You go for a long period of time. You think, I'm good. Is this really helping? Also, I started getting into pain because of all this emotional trauma last year and I had been on and off it. So anyways, you know what? I figure, what does it hurt? It's like three milligrams. It's this teeniest little dose. It's an immune booster. It's how it's supposed to work on the brain and stuff. I think it helps. I, I definitely think I have less flares and things like that. But last summer with everything going on, my day-to-day -day pain was ramping up again and I didn't know what to do about it. Now, I haven't been on antidepressants in a couple of years. I have a bit of a woo-woo story on that one and I will tell it to you in a minute. So, oops, I hope you can't hear that. I'm sitting on one of those yoga balls today. <laughs> and I, and it keeps making squishy noises. I was in the doctor's office getting a, pres uh, uh, a prescription or whatever you needed to, to have an x-ray down on my foot. So I walked into the door from Costco one day with my arms full of a Costco shop. I was in flare. I was exhausted. So I was overdoing it. Should have been carrying something that heavy. Was trying to slip off my shoes while slipping on my slippers. Tripped on the ledge as you went up into my living room. This is in the basement. We've only been upstairs for two months now and jammed my big toe into the socket. They call it turf toe, apparently the athletes. Well, this went on for months. This joint swelled right up. It was awful. I used all my oils on it daily, anti-inflammatory oils, made myself a blend and I managed it quite well. But you know, three months later, you're like, something's wrong here. Maybe I did crack it. And you know, my husband, cause it was my husband that said, it's called turf toe, honey. It's going to take a year to heal. Like athletes get it. And you're just kind of screwed. I'm like, great went to the doctors and she was a fill-in doctor. My doctor actually owns a clinic that's attached to his practice. So if he's really busy, I just run into the clinic, but everything from that I do there goes over into my permanent file. So it's just spectacular. Well, she scanned my file, but she probably didn't notice that the prescription for Wellbutrin hadn't been filled in two years. All she saw was Wellbutrin, told her about my fibro and how I was just, you know, kind of ignoring this toe because, you know, everything's amplified for me, but this has been going on for months. And now I started with a bunion was forming and she goes, no, we need to get that x-rayed. And she goes, oh good. You're on Wellbutrin. She says that really helps with fibro pain. And I'm like, what? I'd never heard this. So, you know me, I come home and start doing the research. Well, as it turns out, I found a dozens of chat rooms and stuff all over the place with not a lot of positive results. So it was kind of funny that she, she's a younger doctor. I always love the young doctors because of course they're out finding out the new stuff. 
they may not have the experience and the knowledge of the older doctors, but they're also not stuck in their ways, some of them. And, you know, they, they, they get into more of the leading edge stuff. And I do have to say, as much as I had bad things to say about doctors, you know, an hour ago, I do have to say that nowadays, the younger doctors, our medical system is changing. I think because the people are changing. I mean, you've got people like you and I going into the practice and they want better health. They can see that something's very broken in our system here in our health system. So anyways, uh, she mentioned, so I go researching it. I'm like, okay, there's nothing here. Now I had some Wellbutrin in the house because I put my husband on it uh, seven months earlier because he was really struggling. And I just, you know, it was like one of those situations is we got to deal with this or seriously, our marriage isn't going to make it. He was so depressed. He wouldn't admit it. He's just one of those people that doesn't go to the doctors, doesn't admit when something's wrong, but he was tearing our marriage apart. So I put him on the Wellbutrin and it really, really helped. Then he went off it and I refilled the prescription. And the second time he went on it, no, you could tell right away something wasn't quite right. So he said, I, I don't want to take these. So they were sitting in the cupboard. I thought, you know what? I'm going to try this for a couple of days. I haven't been, I'm not on anything other than the LDN. And uh, let's see, three days. Honestly, this was last August. Th end of August, three days on the Wellbutrin and my pain was just like the symbol of that time. It was like, whoa. Oh, it was like the heaven's gates had opened. Well, now I started doing some research and I'm still not finding out a lot. But the funny thing is Wellbutrin is one of the only uh, antidepressants out there that don't mess around with your dopamine levels. That's right. Do Non-dopamine. I think that's, yeah. So it may not work for everybody, but for the people that it works for, it works spectacularly. Now, it always worked really well for me as an antidepressant for 20 some odd years in doses from everything from 75 milligrams up to 300. I've used it on and off through all those years. There must be something in my brain chemistry that reacts well to it. So I went back on it, been on it for a few months. Ryan, my son, has this huge bipolar meltdown, which comes back from South Africa where he's worked, where he has no triggers. He's been hypomanic for 18 months. We didn't realize he gets engaged. He brings his fiance here. He thinks he can conquer the world. Comes here where he's back to traffic, weather, uh, commuting, can't afford anything. He's back seeing his daughter every second weekend, which is a huge trigger for him. He loses it and he's off on medical leave. Well, now that we're going through his recovery, we start talking about these things. They've put him on Wellbutrin to offset the sedative effects of the Seroquel and the mood stabilizer. He will be on the mood stabilizer for the rest of his life. But the Seroquel we're hoping to get him off of once he starts counseling and can start managing his triggers like I have been managing my energies for the past year or two now. How, you know, being aware of the priorities and what sets you off. He's also old enough now that he's seeing the patterns. He was never seeing that. He just, honestly, he, he, he's been hell on wheels for us for a long, long time because he never recognized his behavior. And he would shut down emotionally. And we were just like, how, because I'm such an emotional person. We were just like, how could you be so selfish and so lacking in emotion? He's an only child. My parents spoiled him right. And we're just like, you know what? You're just selfish and you just think everything's blah, blah, blah. Well, do you know what? We use that excuse not recognizing that it was actually his mental illness and that this was a pattern, but now he sees the pattern. So now he's got to stand back and own, stand in his ownership of his behavior, which this time at least he's doing. And I'm very proud of him. But he's also got to learn managing techniques on this. Just like I manage my fibro, he's got to manage his bipolar. So we realized that we obviously have body chemistries that this works really well for, and we share the same doctor now. So they figured, you know what, it works for Shelly, let's see if it'll work for Ryan. And it works brilliantly. And it's managing my pain like nobody's business. 
So I've had a really good four months uh, now without that day-to-day overwhelming pain like I had when I was beginning. I still go into flare every now and then. And now I'm going to start experimenting with lowering the dosage. It just happened to be that I had 300 milligrams in the house. Highest dosage I'd ever been on. But maybe 150 will work just fine. So I'm cutting my pills in half their time release. I'm going to see how they, they work out. I am not afraid to experiment at all. I really, I'm really not. So we're going to see how that works out for me. So right now I am, I've gone back on the LDN because I just figure, you know, we're coming into spring with allergy season and everything. I can't see how keeping something that helps the immune system in your system is a bad thing. I am back on the Wellbutrin um, and managing my pain. I have oils and melatonin and cannabis oil I use for sleeping. I have my detoxifying uh, sauna. Now let's talk foot baths. Year and a half ago in the fall, I got very sick. My husband caught one of his bad colds. I caught it, but I didn't kick it. I am a week in bed. I'm a second week in bed. I keep trying to get up. I keep crashing it. And I mean, I am like, just imagine, like, let's just merely imagine pneumonia. I was so sick and I wasn't overcoming it. So a month later, and he just kept saying, you know, go to bed and rest. It wasn't a busy time. I didn't have clients that were dying. I get up once or twice a week and get my clients done and then just go back to bed. So at that point, this is a year and a half ago. So this is, you know, five months into my podcast and I have not really amped up living well like it is now. So that wasn't, I had started my coaching program. I had paid for it and could never get started with it. And it was a significant amount of money that was a dream for me to see where else I could go with my life. And boom, I'm laid out flat, like weeks after writing the check. As it turned out, there's amazing people out there. My coach, Sam Crowley, who actually taught me how to podcast and has one of the number one podcasts on the planet called Every Day a Saturday. Great inspirational speaker, little ADD, he's quite funny. Uh, he was wonderful. My contract actually had a year expiry date. And when I just got sick, came into Christmas, went into tax time, we're now almost a year into it. They could have walked away and kept my money and they didn't. They were like, okay, we're going to start fresh now. So that is who I'm working with right now. And it's, you know, thank heavens there's amazing people out there. Try and attract those people into your life as best you can. But anyways, I was sick for a a month and really just kind of gave up the last two weeks. I mean, I couldn't even function finally had to be rushed into emergency because it was so severe. My husband figured at this point now I've had pneumonia, I have pneumonia. I was on a amoxicillin antibiotic for my face the week before I got sick. And when my husband came home with this nasty cold, I thought just stay on the antibiotics for another week, just in case. And it didn't counteract what was going on in my body. I get taken to an emergency. They do the x-rays. I don't have pneumonia, but I have a raging sinus infection. Like just, they were like, how did you, were you even living? During that month though, is when I started all my research on ionic foot baths. I read articles. I took training online. I listened to podcasts and, or YouTube videos by natural paths all over North America. I learned about uh, the systems that are built in the United States and versus built in China and places where electrical um, current uh, uh, was, uh, coding and stuff is really low. So you can buy these units for 200 bucks. You know, you don't want to go near that crap. I found a company built in Arizona that is American made. The old ones used to be two to $5,000. This one I can land and sell to my customers for $800 Canadian. It's about 550 US guys. And... I not only became a dealer for them, I ordered one for myself. Three months later, I became a dealer. So I do them, I use them, I perform them, and I sell the units as well. 
okay? Just fascinating to me. So this gentleman, he reverse engineered a $2,500 unit 15, 20 years ago for his mom who had rheumatoid arthritis and was suffering so badly. He'd heard about this technology and wanted to try it. She responded very, very well to it. So he reverse engineered it and he made an analog system. So most of the systems out there, 90% of them are digital and they will detoxify your body and pull inflammation from your body. And I'll explain some of that in just a minute, but they don't give your body energy. An analog system, your body is analog, not digital. So the analog systems are fun because you can, about to mid-thigh, you can absorb the energy from the ionic foot bath as well as going through the detoxification. Now, right out of the gate, guys, ionic foot baths, there's lots of stuff out there that will tell you they're hokey, they're hooey, blah, blah, blah. The water turns color regardless. Yes, the water does turn color regardless because there's minerals and debris in your water. If your array is not, that's the device that goes in the water. If it's not brand new, it's going to have debris and stuff on it. And so the water will turn orangey color, yellow and stuff right out of the gate in perfectly clean water because your water's not distilled and pure. Okay. That is way different than what pulls from your body. Your feet have 2000 pores, the most permeable part of your body next to your eyeballs, actually. And what happens is the ionic charge, your bodies, and this is very important in today's day and age, our bodies carry a positive ionic charge, but everything around us is positively ionic charged because of all of our electronics and phones and, and radio waves and, the, and, and microwaves and telephone waves, uh, cellular waves all out there. We are hugely overdosed now in ionic, positive ionic charging. Plus, we are not eating properly. Our soil is depleted. I mean, we're, we have food issues on this planet. Don't get me wrong. In countries that have billions of people, we don't have the ability to feed them. I eat well because I live in North America. If I lived in another country, I wouldn't have these options. I can tell you that right now. So you really, you know, you really have to be, have gratitude and be aware of that. So we don't eat well and our food is, you know, genetically modified and our soil is depleted. Well, what happens is our lymphatic system slow down and we're not detoxifying our own bodies naturally like we should because our bodies are overloaded.